TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome everybody, two guys at a mic show, talkzone.com with you up until 11 o'clock. Thanks for joining us here. Big Friday in the world of sports. We'll preview the weekend coming up. Lots of playoff action. The of the NBA variety will sneak into the NHL as well as our Chicago Blackhawk back in action. Game two taking on the Vancouver Connect. We'll talk a little uh, NFL draft. We got Kentucky Derby news. We've got... Oh, a little college football spring game news, and of course, the fine sport of baseball off and running. Plenty to talk about, and we'll be accompanied by the award-winning Talk Zone Band. <laughs> it's not quite Branford Marcellus or the uh, Johnny Carson Band, but you know, our Talk Zone musicians, a fine crew, they do a heck of a job, although they are slightly monotonous, I must admit. Tell them over the weekend, Dave, you could pass the note on, maybe, uh, you know, come up with a new twist. A little different music. Work on a little little variety is the spice of life. Our Talks on award-winning band. Thank you very much, David Olson, our producer. On the other side of the window, Payne. On occasion, we like to call him the pain. On the other side of the window, our phone number, if you want to check in, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. I don't know if you saw on the live webcast or not, but Big Dog, right before the show, I was actually doing some microphone exercises, doing a little rotates right, rotates left. I'm trying to build up the latissimus dorsi because I've I've got a pain in my back, and it's not you for once. Wow. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, I was kind of, well, again, you can't see it from where you are, but I was, you know, doing a little, it's not bad for flexibility. Circling, you've seen the talks on mics here, right? I have been in the studio yeah. before, Coach. They've got the extended arms, a lot of flexibility, so you can actually get an aerobic workout if you so choose over the course of the show. And me and the microphone have gotten a little bit closer the last couple of days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to believe yeah. you, uh, okay. on that, Coach. And the microphone, by the way, is always above the table, so our listening audience, our viewing audience, can see exactly what's going on. Lucky for them. <laughs> Oh, big dog, great to talk to you. How are you? Any uh, big weekend playing? Great sports weekend, but outside of the sports viewing that I'll know you'll be doing, you got anything exciting planned? No, this weekend, not exactly a great sports weekend, uh, Coach. All right. I get excited. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. You know, I, I, I get a little... I get a little juiced up at the start of the show, but it, but it's it's still very entertaining. Plenty to talk about. No, no, you know I take that back. The the NHL playoffs start this have started, and the yeah. Hawks play on Friday and Sunday, and mm-hmm. Bulls play on Saturday. Yeah, that's a great sports weekend. And Never mind. Please Never mind. don't please don't forget a couple more horses will be entered into the Kentucky Derby. Just a few more. Yeah. Okay, and I'll be on the edge of my seat waiting to find out on Monday morning what, when you tell me which ones make it. Yeah. Coach. Speaking of being on the edge of your seat, uh, the, the story I saw in the paper, the third he was the favorite in the Wood Memorial last week, took third place, but they found out why he run bad, why he ran bad. Uncle Mo, one of the favorites to win the Derby, big dog, and all kidding aside, was diagnosed with a gastrointestinal problem. 
I was about to say, what was he constipated? And that's that's pretty much the same ballpark, Coach. Yeah, you're probably uh, in the hunt, gastrointestinal problem. He still took third place, and his owners and trainer Todd Pletcher say they are going to still ship him to Churchill Downs, plan him to run in the Derby. Obviously, if the gastrointestinal problems continue, they would not want to embarrass him on national TV. Don't you have to qualify or something like that? Would this guy just decide he can run his horse? And if, if that's what it is, I'm going to buy a horse and run it in the Kentucky Derby just for yeah. the heck of it. I was going to run you in the Kentucky Derby, saddle you up, put a 80 pound jockey on you. I figured you could go. My, they probably when they during the the hernia check, they'd probably figure out yep. I wasn't a horse. Yeah, yeah, you, you, Uncle Mo's gastrointestinal problems would be nothing compared to you about halfway through the race. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> If I get an early lead, those horses are in a little trouble. <laughs> Catch me if you can, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I, hopefully I get a good one. Out of the game. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Sound effects uh, given to us by producer extraordinaire David Olson, who doesn't know it yet, but this might be his last day on the job. We've enjoyed working with Dave over the last year and a half, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Big Dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into your NBA expertise in a little bit and go down the uh, different matchups. It's sort of like it's almost not quite the NCAA tournament, it's, but you can put your brackets together for the NBA. You've got what 16 teams teeing it up. If you have to ask me how many teams make the playoffs, yeah. coach, I'm gonna assume that you're not one of the experts. Then, well, a little bit of math to go with it, but a little 16 team bracket buster. So you know, we'll go NCAA on you, and I'm gonna ask you yeah. on the matchups who might advance. So we'll definitely do that. And we got a uh, Blackhawks yeah, hosting game two against Vancouver. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, doing the the bracket buster for the NBA is is a lot easier than doing it for the NHL because there's no yes. reseeding in the NBA. Well, and it's like, also not one game and out. Best of seven. Yeah, well, I was talking compared to the NHL, which reseeds, oh. which totally confuses me because okay. Hawks most likely are playing the number two seed after the, after mm-hmm. they get the, uh, beaten the Vancouver Canucks. Well, it is springtime in Chicago, so you better be ready to reseed. Wow, excellent, excellent, coach. But well, I, I have you. never done that in my new house, you know. And, I, and I've learned as a man, I've done things after mm-hmm. buying a house that I never thought I would do. Yes, and I, and I could do. It's like this. It's unbelievable how much stuff I have in the back of my head, yep. but I have not yet receded. Maybe that no. will even drop my t- a little lower, yeah. coach, yeah. if I recede this year. No, yeah, the, I, you know, the only thing receding with me is my uh, hairline right now. But as far as receding out on the landscape outside of the house, my best advice, and I think yours too, big dog, leave that for the experts. David Olson, you recede. I'm I'm an expert at it. Really? Yeah. Well, I got, I got, I, I've got a dog, so you have to know. What are you doing Tuesday around eleven o'clock? Right for the show. Any chance you'd come over? Well, I, I, I can I, cancel I, our I landscaper. Can, I can give you I can give you a couple tips here. Number one, don't ever buy that. Uh, you know, like Scott's Lawn. You know, uh, Patch Perfect. Never ah, buy that stuff. The stuff that I've got two bags of sitting yeah. in the corner of the garage. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, don't yeah, buy yeah, that. Don't, don't buy that stuff. Thank you. You just go to any. You go to any <laughs> garden center. Okay. And you buy the seed yourself because it, it's like ridiculously cheap. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're planting, you always want to get the sun and shade mix. Interesting. You, you never buy the sun mix or the shade mix. You okay. get the mixture. A little combo. Exactly. Exactly, because that'll grow anywhere. Mm-hmm. All right? Then when you plant, make sure you cover it with peat moss. You, 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 yeah. laid, you lay down your topsoil. Yep. You mix in the seed. Cover it with peat and make sure that peat stays yep. dry or peat. stays wet at all times. Peat moss is good stuff to have on hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can help in a that'll, number Because that'll keep the birds out of it, yep. and that'll hold on to the moisture, and okay. you'll, you'll get more germination that way. All right. 
I'm a longtime Pete Moss fan, Big Dog, so I'm going to take that take that advice to heart. If you would have told me that like uh, like five years ago, I would have <laughs> been completely lost and baffled. But now that I own the home, I actually saw the whole phase. I saw the whole thing, and I actually see a perfect backyard right now. It's it's amazing how that happens. You get a mortgage payment, and all of a sudden. The next thing you know, you know how to fix stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I mean, you, and you can get you can get the uh, the topsoil and the peat moss. It costs you like maybe five dollars, mm-hmm. maybe, <clears throat> and, and the seed will cost you two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, go ahead, sir. No, what were you going to say? Uh, it, it, it truly is amazing. So, like, basically, you could fix something in your backyard. After going to the store and paying for gas for a total of like ten dollars, and some an expert would come out and charge you about two hundred and fifty dollars to fix that in your yep. backyard. Yep. And you yep. would still be the one that'd have to go out there every day and put the water on it and do all the other crazy stuff that you'd have to do to make sure that what the whole plan in order to get it done right. Well, I mean, the water is nothing. You go you go out there like uh, at least for the first uh, week to ten days till you start seeing uh, sprouts. Uh, three times a day, you want to water it. Mm-hmm. Any three weather conditions? Yeah, Wait. three times three times a day. I mean, you don't have to give it a good soaking. You just give it a once over. Make sure and make sure the uh, peat moss is damp. Mm-hmm. There is there is a friend of mine is Muslim and he has a horrible lawn because he has to pray five times a day. So he probably doesn't have time to <laughs> water the. Well, no, he may, you know, it makes it part of the schedule. Pray yeah. then water. Pray That's then water. actually that actually makes it easier because now he's got a regular schedule. Every time you pray, you throw some peat moss out and you do a little watering. I, I gotta Perfect. let him know that because he's all, he's all about the praying and that's about it, Coach. Mm-hmm. He doesn't add the water into it. Well, but, you know, it's but the stuff around the house, like a dollar fifty pipe, PVC pipe that I redid uh, a faucet upstairs. That would have been like a thousand bucks with a plumber. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest with you, fellas, I have no idea how I did it, <laughs> but it, it hasn't leaked since. And to this day, I'm just like I just scratched my head. I was like, I have no idea, but. Uh, it's I don't know, but I just as a man, we can all fix stuff. I think it's just innate inside a man that if something breaks, even if you had no idea if it's either pay five hundred bucks or fix it, mm-hmm. we can fix things as men. Yeah, I have no idea. some some are a little more attuned to it than others, but as you have <laughs> appeared to have shown, you you are not exactly attuned to, it, but you've learned through uh, necessity, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. my father would tell, like, would teach my brother how to fix everything and would tell me stuff like this. You don't have to worry about fixing stuff. You'll you'll be able to pay for somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. Seriously, my dad would say stuff like that to me. How, what, how, what, what father speaks that way to a son? Is it, I, I always thought that was a little strange. So I, I never yeah. knew. Like, I, I don't know how to change oil by myself. Like, I kind of know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what, you got to, like, pull the plug out, let it drip into a pan. Mm-hmm. Can honestly say I've never changed the oil on any particular car, except a little model car that my kid had, and that didn't go too well. You know, really? Yeah. Have you ever dated a girl that knew how to fix things more than you did? Car, cars or, or occasion. household Anything. things for sure. Cars, not so sure about. Okay, cars once, definitely, but house, yeah. everything in the household is unbelievable. Yeah. Most females, correct me if I'm wrong, most females, basically their idea of taking care of a car is putting gas in it once a week. I hate to make a generalization, but I think that's a pretty accurate generalization. Some women know about the oils and the lubes and the rub downs and Mm. the rotations. Some some know about that. But I'm talking about the car. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I will tell you, Big Don, this is probably more a... a, um, a side of my 
negative career from a financial statement, but still, I think one of the best, if not the best paying job, if you consider cash on hand and not having to pay taxes on it, was as a high school kid or early in my college years for a couple of years when I did uh, uh, home landscape for, you know, neighbors and, and people on the block. Heck, I've thought about doing that. Yeah. I, I actually thought about doing it, and when I started getting stuff together, I'd go over to my buddy Joe's house, and I'd mm-hmm. be like, hey, Joe, can you lend me a grand? I am not kidding you. That day, there was a 16-year-old kid over at his house mowing his lawn, and Joe says to me, you know, this kid's raking up. Mm-hmm. He's like, you should have done this. I'm like, you yeah. don't even talk to me about it. I just turned around and walked hey, back. Never, <laughs> never too late to start. I don't know about you, but I've already gotten uh, probably at least a half a dozen little flyers hanging on my door handle for people looking for landscaping and yard work. You could put out the same thing, Big Dogs Landscaping Service. I think it would be a big hit. Well, I, I need to go to all the different homes that I, I shoveled their driveway yes. during this. This is exactly what I needed to do. But actually, I think I have employment for this summer. Mm-hmm. But I would probably make more money doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You, you charge somebody, you know, $100 to do their lawn. You know, of course, you got to make it, you know, real nice. But if you get a big enough lawnmower mm-hmm. and you get somebody to do the trimming, I mean, you, you can go. knock that right. out in, in in 20 minutes. You're all set. You know, you're well, all set. Big dog looking for any financial way to uh, advance the cause. David also, one of Joel's great uh, lines is, where there's a will, I want to be in it. Joel Edwanski, <laughs> circa, circa 2007. All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number. we got NBA playoff talk coming up in just a bit. But I uh, want to get to the baseball action real quick. Big Dog, yesterday, both the Cubs and Sox off. Let's preview a little bit. Anaheim coming to town, taking on the White Sox. You remember some semi-unintelligent uh, talk show host predicted Anaheim to be in the World Series this year. I forget who that was, but they're taking on the Sox. Anaheim playing good baseball. This could be a, a pretty good early season series. Now, I want to say something that's going to blow you away here, but if there's any team so far in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. that has played like the World Series favorite through 13 games this year, it's the Angels coach. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they have the best record, but I think what you're going to say is they're playing the style of baseball pitching, defense, and intelligent base running that uh, that can that can win you a number of games. Well, they are certainly playing the style, and you know that's what I'm all about, yep. like taking the extra base and all yep. that other catching the ball. But you also have to have, you know, it's great to have the style, but if you don't have uh, two number one starters, yep. it's hard to win the World they Series. Got two Cy Young candidates right now. And the White Sox are going to have a three-game series. You get, you know, there's a five-man rotation. Mm-hmm. They got two aces, two of the top five pitchers in the game of baseball right now, period. Yep. If not number one and two so far this season. Mm-hmm. If you look at what they've done, nobody's been better than these two have. And the White Sox get them both in the three game series. They get Weaver Friday mm-hmm. night. They get Dan Heron on Sunday. Yeah, you, you know, know what? I mean? If you're, if you're a good ball club, you look forward. It's a little bit of bad luck, but you also look forward to the challenge. And the Sox have the hitting to make it what I think will be a very interesting three game series. And and you know it's it's and Jared Weaver's the throwback coach because yep. he he throws the curveball. How how often do you see fastball curveball nowadays for, mm-hmm. from, from a pitcher? Mm-hmm. It's always fastball slider changeup. I mean, or, or fastball uh, split split finger. I mean, yeah. and that's pretty much every single pitcher. So it's if you have a nasty curveball like Jared Weaver and can throw it for strikes, you you have an advantage because how many pitchers throw a good curveball nowadays? Very few. Step up in the batter's box. Adjust your stance a little bit, right? That's what the uh, young players do. I would tell our White Sox hitters to do the same thing today. Step up in the box, hit that curveball before 
it dips and dies, but Kajara Weaver, if he's on, is almost unhittable if you stand back in a batter's box. Move up, adjust your stance a little bit. Friendly suggestion from a guy who hit uh, 220 back in my seventh grade days. You know, Coach, I always used to do that. As a matter of fact, I used to have my my left foot as far up as a right-handed batter mm-hmm. in the box as I possibly could all at all times, and I would choke up and try to be quick. Yep. But I read something, a Ty Cobb thing, and it was this, like the art of hitting, the, the war of hitting, I think was what, what it was called. It was a long time ago, about 20 years ago. It was after I quit playing baseball. And Ty Cobb said whenever there was somebody with a nasty curveball, he sat as far back Interesting. in the box as he possibly could. And if it was a right-hander, he would try to be as far away from the plate as possible. Okay. He, he said that if, you, if he saw the break of the ball, he would club it. Mm-hmm. So he was the exact opposite of everybody okay. else who would say he hit it before it broke. Okay. So the opposite approach. Wait wait as long as you can for the curve to do its thing and then and then jump on it after it's dipped and dipped. Yes. And okay. he said if it was a lefty, he would crowd the plate but be as far back as possible. Mm-hmm. All right, well, 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 it'll be on display tonight because Jared Weaver uh, pitching awfully well. He'll be going up against a White Sox rookie, Phil Umber. The H is silent, Big Doug. You know how I hate that silent first letter, but uh, Phil Umber actually pitched pretty decent first game out, so an apparent mismatch, but you never know. Well, you never know. It's the game of baseball, mm-hmm. and everybody's just assuming that the, the Angels are riding high. The, the, what will happen tonight is uh, – you know, it'll be a, a one-run ball game. It'll be like 6-5. They score off of Jared Weaver, and the, mm-hmm. the White Sox bullpen will come in and shut everybody down. Stop. Oh, good. Do, do you know what I'm saying? That's every, Everybody expects Jared Weaver to come in and dominate and, and or the White Sox bullpen to implode, and the exact opposite okay. will happen. This is the world of sports, Coach. Okay. When you got to the Sox bullpen, I thought it was not going to have a happy ending, but you threw a twist in there. Thank you. I Appreciate the confidence no, in Sergio Santos and the boys. How about Sunday's matchup real quick, Dan? You know, you, if you're at Comiskey, if you're at U.S. Cellular Field, you still can get happy endings a little bit north. <laughs> you go straight up north on Shields to about 22nd Street. That's where Chinatown is. Oh, goodness. Nicely played. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they've got a closer out there, but a better chance for happy endings, at least based on the first 12 hey. games the Sox have played. Hey. Sometimes you go there and. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to root for the Sox to lose. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if, if you have a choice, to which type of happy ending? Never yeah. mind. Go, and go from what I hear, they have a female working at that particular institution you're talking about that looks just a little bit like White Sox young reliever Sergio Santos. Oh, I'm, I'm in line. <laughs> How about Sunday's matchup real quick before we go over to the Cubs? Dan Heron against Mark Burley. Burley coming off a great pitching performance, but that uh, – that is what they call the marquee pitching matchup, Big Duck. Well, I mean, they're only because Dan Heron has a little bit longer of a track record. I know Dan Heron was dominant the last time he was out in two hours through a one-hitter uh, shutout. Yeah, well, he's, but, he's been dominant all season, 3-0, like a .580 ERA. Yeah, and, Coach, and he's he's a power pitcher with uh, his off-speed pitch is the, the split finger. Uh, and, and so, like, not a lot of guys are throwing the split finger anymore either, the splitty. So it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Two not your typical prototypical uh, uh, starter, starting pitcher. So it should be a pretty good battle. Burley has looked; he's been up and down so far this year. He's got hit hard. He looked pretty good his last time out. He's the key for the White Sox. They need him to mm-hmm. to be a solid pitcher and win his fifteen games this year. Yeah, I in particular have a definite affinity for power pitchers who use a split split um, split seam. Sp- yeah, thank you. As their off speed pitch. Um, 
All right, so we're looking at that. That's at home with the White Sox. Now the Cubs are on the road taking on Colorado, and very quietly they snuck up on us, Big Dog. I have not mentioned them the last couple of days. I hold you responsible for not bringing up the Colorado Rockies when we've talked about surprise teams, but they pull off a sweep yesterday, beat the Mets, and lo and behold, I look at the paper and the Colorado Rockies are 10-2. and two. Why have you not notified me of this sooner? Oh, I, I, maybe I should have, but we yes. always have something to talk about, whether it's like how a toilet flushes <laughs> or uh, <laughs> how ATMs work. Or, or the, like or the be- don't forget the benefits of peat moss. The benefits of peat moss. Was, yes. well, that, was, that was quick. That, I could have got that. Was, that was today, so we're yep. talking about it. Wasn't there a pitcher uh, that was drafted a couple years ago named Pete Moss? I hope he makes it to the, to the majors. That'd be good. But if he, hopefully he's not a quarterback and gets pounded into the ground yeah. a lot. Isn't there? A, there's a race car driver named Will Power, right? Yes, there is a, a, a Indy car. Yeah. Yes. All right, that could be a segment for another day. Great name combinations, but uh, tell me about the Colorado Rockies rolling at ten and two. You, you know who the best player in the game of baseball is right now? If it's not Robinson, everybody says Albert Pujols, but it's got to be Troy Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, it's either Troy Tulowitzki or Robbie Cano uh, of the Yankees, and I'll go with Troy Tulowitzki, coach. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, I, I know he's got a great arm, and everybody's talking about the two home runs that he hit yesterday as the as the Rockies continue to, to pound on the Mets, the four game sweep. But he has the best arm in the game of baseball. So forget the fact that he's uh, going to hit three thirty this year with forty home runs and drive in one hundred and thirty five runs this year, coach. He defensively, he might be the best shortstop in the game right mm-hmm. now. So, I mean, like uh, this is the best player to come along. It, Possibly in our in our entire life, he's wow. like that, he's that good, coach. Wow! Because like, he could end up hitting 500 That's... home runs playing shortstop and be a mm-hmm. 300 career hitter. You are I mean, not the, those that don't regularly listen to the show. Big Dog is not always wont to that kind of uh, potential exaggeration. That strong statement. I've seen him play a little bit, not nearly enough. But you're saying he's that. Good. Did he start out with the Rockies, or was was he like a San Diego Padre to start out? No, 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 coach. He was he was a like a high first round draft pick okay. by the Rockies. Okay, he's been a Rocky. This is his going to be his uh, sixth season, mm-hmm. and like you know, he started when he was real young. He was like nineteen or twenty when he made it to the major leagues, and he hit like that one year. He hit like two fifty with like eight home runs in half a season. But ever since then, like in all his full seasons, at lowest he's hit two ninety seven, and he's hit at least 30 home runs and driven in 110 runs every year. So, wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing for a shortstop. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and the fact that when you see the kid throw, Coach, it'll, it'll blow your mind. He's got the best arm, and it's like one of those arms where right when you see and, it, it's immediate. You can just totally tell. You're like, wow, he looks like Roberto Clemente throwing the ball. And he I can mean, pick it? Oh, absolutely, Coach. Okay. So, he's got uh, unbelievable. He's the best, he's the best shortstop. Right. People like have, nobody believes in Hanley Ramirez anymore, so he's gone. So uh-huh. now. If you want MLB Network, it's, they call it the Troy Tulowitzki Show. Is basically wow. what I call it now. Wow! That's all all right. I got to start watching. I was not aware. I knew he was good. Was not aware he was this good. But uh, how about base running? I can run the bases too. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's going to steal like twenty bases, and wow. he's a real effective base runner. He'll wow. score. So he's going to score right. one hundred and fifteen runs this year. All right. Well, I'm into the Cubs this year. I'm enjoying watching them now. I'm going to even make more of a point to watch some of the games this weekend because they are taking on the Red Hot Rockies. And what Big Dog is, uh, and apparently you and. Some of the baseball commentators are saying maybe the best all-around player in the game, so that should be yeah. pretty good stuff. Colorado at ten and two, and their best pitcher, Ubaldo Jimenez, is still on the disabled list, right? Yeah, he he just went on it. He hasn't he he would have missed a start like any day now, so it's okay. not like they really have missed him yet. We'll see. 
Coach, he pitched a lot of innings last year. I, I, I'm not a big believer in Ubaldo Jimenez, but they got uh, this uh, Julius Chasheen, and I would love for was, you to actually read the name. because I was going to ask you how you pronounce that name. First name, David Olsen. He's pitching today against Matt Garza. Big performance for Garza. He's been disappointing so far. J-H-O-U-L-Y-S. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Shaquin is the last name, Big Doe? Shashin. Shashin? Yeah. God bless you. Thank right. you. And just to uh, add a little, add a little uh, salt to the seasoning, if you will, they're a reliever, they're their closer, Houston Street, thus far in the season, and it's been a rough year for closers, Big Dog. And it seems like we've been saying that a lot in the last four, five, six years. It's tough to find a good closer, but Houston Street, the kid out of the University of Texas, has been as good as they get so far. I think he's five out of five. Uh, he's six out of six, and a, a beautiful thing happened in yesterday's game. Uh, w- w- uh, watching the game, everything's good, and uh, Jim Tracy has put Houston Street out there against the Mets. They have a three-game lead, mm-hmm. three-run lead in the game. Houston Street has saved six of the first ten games of the of the Rockies. It's only the fourth time it's ever happened in baseball history. And uh, every, next thing you know, he gets in a little bit of trouble, and there's two outs. And the bases are loaded, and there's only a one-run lead. And he's been not little dribblers and broken bats, like unfortunate hits, so, line drives all over the park. And that's your shutdown closer. You so know he, doesn't, coach? he doesn't have it that particular. I'm hoping you tell me that Jim Tracy broke from the mold and brought another reliever in. Exactly what he did, Coach. Yeah, thank you, Jim Tracy. That's an excellent management. And you're talking yeah. about a guy that's been totally shut down yep. all year long. He's been awesome. Well, he's, a, he's our closer. We got to go with him. No, you got to. Pitching coaches and managers need to use more instinct. A guy's a setup guy, and he comes in in the eighth inning, and he's got his game on. Sean Marshall got the curve working and throws thirteen pitches. Bring him out of the ninth inning. We don't have to have Carlos Marmol give us a heart attack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If a guy is on, just like a basketball shooter, if he's, you know, some, some days you feel it, some days you don't. If a guy is on, he hasn't thrown too many pitches, let him go. And the opposite is what happened last night, uh, comes true, then you do the same thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Totally. And, and uh, another thing, we were kind of talking about this yesterday. I wanted to bring this point up, and it, this goes along with the same subject. Don't say, oh, at 100 pitches, we're taking the pitcher out. Mm-hmm. Do it when his arm angle changes. You know, and who to say, like, you can throw 100 pitches and be totally at ease and no one's ever on base with good batters and scoring position, you know what I'm saying, or anything. And you can – I always think say you should actually just buy the – look at the pitcher and tell whether or not he's uh, he's getting tired. You should have a, a you know, watchful eye on it, but don't be like, oh, at 100 pitches, we got to get him out of there. Now, if the guy's cruising along, you can get another inning out of the guy, or if the, maybe you take him out after 70 pitches if the guy doesn't have it that mm-hmm. day. Right. So – Two of us should be pitching consultants, Big Doe. We could be, uh, I don't know if we could be pitching coaches, but I think we should be available for pitching consultation. How about this? How about, what about just a little common sense? Uh, okay. would you, would you agree that Greg Maddox must have known something about pitching considering oh. that what one trip to the disabled list in his whole entire career where he, which he won 355 games? I'm going to venture a wild guess and say just a wee bit. Yeah. Well, he threw every single day, every single day. The Rangers, which I am finally, on the Rangers bandwagon because they they were one of the worst organizations my whole entire life, Coach. Now they're pitcher after pitcher after pitcher they're producing. Mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan took over. You know what Nolan Ryan made these kids do? Throw every day. Everybody, every other organization, no, we don't want you to throw because you'll hurt your arm. 
the, the Greg Maddox and Nolan Ryan are basically saying, no, you need to throw more so you won't hurt your arm. And, I mean, the Rangers coach, they produce pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. So I think we're almost being too soft on these kids, and and uh, th- that's why, you know, like if a pitcher doesn't have it, take him out of a game. If your closer doesn't have it, take him out. Don't, I mean, you don't have to do everything by the book. Mm-hmm. So. President George Bush, by the way, ex-President George Bush, quoted from his farm saying that he's really responsible for the surge of the Texas Rangers. Nolan Ryan just took over to time and basically um, – Gain the fruits of his hard labor. That's ex-president George Bush, also the ex-owner of the Texas Rangers. Uh, I hate to say that might be true. He might have been running the Rangers <laughs> instead of the country at the time. So. <laughs> well, at least he did a good job with one of the two. Uh, we got to mention a couple games from yesterday. One, the maybe the game of the season so far. One of the games, anyways. Tampa Bay knock it off Minnesota. Wild game. Maybe it's not the Twins here, Big Doug. This could be an indication because these are the type of games they used to win. They had a two nothing lead going into the ninth inning. Joe Nathan blows the lead. Tampa Bay ties it up two to two. Minnesota fights back at the top of the tenth. They get a run to take the lead three to two. That's Minnesota baseball, but. Different ending. Johnny Damon, walk-off homer for Tampa Bay, 4-3. to three. They come back twice in the final two innings, once against Joe Nathan in a wild game. Uh, Tampa Bay, big win. You think an indication? Maybe not Minnesota's year? Yeah, quite possibly, Coach. Quite possibly, because there's been a few of those so far this year. You know, it, it's a long season. Everybody, every team, even the world, the eventual World Series champion is going to have some tough losses mm-hmm. as the season progresses, but... You know, when they, when those type of losses start piling up on you early, that's why the White Sox have to get their closer situation straightened out. Or they, they can be, that's that one area, that one like butt naked problem that exposes you to everybody. That if you don't fix, teams will believe they can come back on you all day long. Your team is not going to really be confident. So, uh, the twins have to figure it out because Joe Nathan, maybe he doesn't have it yet because after the surgery, it's only been a year since he had the Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. And the White Sox have to figure it out because they have a really good nucleus of a team, and all they're yeah. missing is a ninth-inning guy to, to, to end the game. So. Mm-hmm. But that, that that one negative niche can uh, take you down. It, yeah. it may be a small – well, it's not a small part of the game, but it can affect everybody else. Well, if you think about it, the, the Tigers have Jose Valverde, consistent. Not You know, he can be dominant at times, mm-hmm. so, but, you know, you, the Tigers are, are set there. Uh, Joachim Soria, the Royals, if they continue to play baseball, they're set there without question. He's the best in the in the division and the, the American League Central. Beat Seattle uh, yesterday, uh, five to one. I think they're eight and four on the season. Yeah, that's, they're they're all right. They're mm-hmm. pretty good. The Royals, they've got some team speed. They've got uh, yep. finally a decent rotation. They had the worst rotation. They had Granky and then what Roger Bannister and all those horrible those. They had they've had some bad pitching rotations. This one's all right, mm-hmm. and the, the the Indians have Chris Perez at the end of the game. Coach, have you seen that kid throw yet? I have not. Never even heard of Chris Perez. Uh, the Indians closer right now. Okay. They're, they're they're in pretty good situations. So it's kind of funny is the Royals and the and the Indians right now have shut down closers, and the White Sox and the Twins don't. And those mm-hmm. are the contending teams, you would think. All right, very good. Final uh, game to talk about, real quick, the Philadelphia Phillies with their much. Ballyhooed starting pitching staff. Sometimes when you get that kind of pre-pub, the pressure builds on you. But so far, for the most part, that pitching staff has been as good as advertised. I love the line for Cliff Lee yesterday. This, folks, and Halliday did the same thing two days ago. Nine innings, complete game. Their second complete game in a row. You want a nice, easy vacation, be part of the Philadelphia Philly bullpen. 
Nine innings, big dog. Twelve strikeouts, one walk, three hits. I mean, that is a beautiful thing. That's attack of the strike zone, Coach. Twelve strikeouts, only one walk, and they only got three hits against them. Nine inning complete game. And and Cliff Lee, mm. people only throws ninety miles. Only throws ninety mile an hour for an average person. That's like yep. a cannon. Yep. But you know, for a major leaguer, a ninety mile an hour fastball is not that big of a deal. But if you can throw it exactly where you are, want to throw it, mm-hmm. you can baffle people. You absolutely baffle. And that's what Cliff Lee is known for, Coach. He's he's the the best control artist in the game of baseball. So his ninety mile an hour fastball is it feels like a hundred and five when it's coming in right on your like right on the inside corner underneath your hands, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're expecting it to be lobbed over the outside corner. That's what he does to you, Coach. He's, he's masterful to watch. All right. We'll see if the Phillies can continue uh, that streak course with their great pitching staff. A little baseball round them up, wrap them for you, wrap them up for you after the break. We are going to get to the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs, so we'll take a quick break. By the way, Big Dog, uh, just to let you know, I am planning on visiting our old radio station after the show today, WSBC, about 15, 20 minutes, conveniently located from our Talk Zone headquarters. Well, could, you, could you stop by Dorothy's Deli and get me some Kanish? Dorothy's Deli and Kanish? Well, there's a bunch of stuff I need you to get over what, there, Coach. What is Kanish? Well, well, I'll tell you off air, Coach. It has nothing. I'm not. I'm, it, I need you to get some pastries too, but that, okay. that's something that you'd have to get in the back room. All right. <laughs> I'm only getting the stuff you could order over the counter. Okay. Okay, Coach. I'm not going to do mind. your dirty work for you, but Big Dog, Kanish. <laughs> God bless you. All right, quick break. Back in a minute. Big Dog and the Coach at your service. Phone lines are open. Dial it up. Gosh darn it. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. David Olson, take it away. We'll be back before you know it. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888-GO-FOR-IT once again here's the coach john Cohn and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com uh, quick note on the nhl playoffs and the uh, blackhawk taking on vancouver in game two and then we're going to get to the nba brackets the big dog is going to walk us through it matchup by matchup we're going to start with 16 teams and over about a 14 minute period of time big dog you are going to tell us which two teams will meet in the championship. Are you prepared for that rare opportunity? Yeah, I also got to get prepared uh, for you to lambast me because I don't pick enough upset. <laughs> oh, an early tease that he's going to go with all the favorites. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say all the favorites. Okay. A... There's a reason why they play 82 games before they start these playoffs, coaches. Mm-hmm. That's okay. all I'm saying. That's why they play the games. I, I had a dream last night of getting all confused. I had VCU. VCU knocking off the San Antonio Spurs and Butler losing in overtime to the Portland Trailblazers. So I'm all messed up and confused, Big Dog. But I do love my basketball. I I don't know if the Trailblazers would be able to take uh, Butler. You think so? 
I don't know. By the way, X, you remember the star from last year's Butler oh. team, Gordon Haywood? Oh, yeah. Who a lot of people say, what the heck is that little skinny white dude jumping to the pros for? You know, I think his last, they didn't make the playoffs, but his last regular season game for Utah, he scored 34 points. So Gordon Hayward making a statement that uh, next year he'll be heard from. Wow. Yep. Oh. Yeah, he's not he's not skinny and white anymore. From what I I haven't seen him play for a while. From what I heard, he has bulked up and he's actually black now. It's amazing. He's changed. You well, okay? You okay? No, well, I'm I'm gotten sneezing. I, I don't My know. goodness, it's like once every thirty six hours I go into these sneeze attacks. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you. So it's peat either, moss. So then take a little one, peat moss. The next one's going to be tomorrow night around ten thirty. Oh, that's not good. But then the next one's going to be. Monday morning around 10.30. Uh-oh, right in the middle of our show? Uh-huh. All right. Well, David Olson uh, is giving me the sign right now. Try a little peat moss. Peat moss will help in a number of ways. It can also get rid of sneezing attacks as well. Blowing your nose usually works the best, though. I beg your pardon? Blowing your nose usually oh. works the best. I thought you said something. You know, or, well, yeah, I prefer peat moss, but whatever, whatever you tend to work with. Uh, by the way, I saw a bumper sticker on the way in today, Big Dome. On the uh-huh. back of the car, I was found. I said, "Give me ambiguity, give me ambiguity, or give me something else." <laughs> I kind of appreciated that. So they want something given to them. Give me ambiguity, or give me something else. Think about. I, it. I, I know what the word thank, ambiguity means. Thank so. you very much. All right, let's go to the. No, no, I want to quick on the NHL. Blackhawks in Vancouver. Game two. Your thoughts tonight? Can the Hawks turn it around? They got manhandled, or in your words, man rammed. At least in the first period last game. Yeah, definitely. The first 12 minutes were ugly. It was a bloodbath. It was blood on the on the wall. But yeah, this is where it gets turned around. Blackhawks make it a series. People in, people in Vancouver are going to have to sweat. Okay, they're not going to get an easy trip into the second round. So, all right. Now, a lot was made of the fact that well, first of all, Roberto Luongo, Roberto Luongo was outstanding. But the fact that Vancouver came out and hit the Blackhawks early enough, and they were much more physical, and everything I heard this week. Since the game is the Blackhawks have to respond with physicality, blah, 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 blah. I want to read you a comment, not an email to us. I want to make that straight. David Olson, very, our producer, very, uh, making sure we stay on the straight and arrow here. Accuracy is what it's all about. This is from a newspaper letter writer to the newspaper. I want to see your opinion on this, Big Dutch. It's from Stone Temple. I like the guy's name, Stone Temple. The key is for the Hawks not to get sucked into the Canuck style of play. Play to your strengths. Stone Temple says, in parentheses, finesse and speed, and quit worrying about who out-hits you. I thought that was an interesting angle. As a hockey expert yourself, your thoughts? Uh, I totally agree with that. And trust me, if there's a hit to be had, hit somebody. But don't change your style of play. Play, just like John Wooden would say, you know, play your style of, of basketball. Play your style of hockey. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but you need to be aggressive. The Blackhawks need to be the aggressor, okay? They don't need to be hit up against the board and destroyed constantly. They're nobody's, like, tackling dummy. So uh, they do need to elevate their level of play, Coach. But just because the Vancouver is playing that style doesn't mean the Blackhawks need to play that style. Mm-hmm. They also don't need to be anybody's uh, punching bag. So okay. they need to be the aggressor in this game. That's the most important part. So you would agree with Stone Temple. You, you by any chance were not the writer, Stone Temple, were you? No, but uh, I okay. like that name, Coach, because I, I, I am a big believer yeah. that uh, the Stone Temples and pyramids that have been made around the world <laughs> yeah. are more than just symbolism, that they actually are an answer wow. to where we have come from. Oh, heavy. 
We go from Vancouver Canuck hockey to uh, a little philosophy uh, Egyptian style. Very nicely done. Not just Egyptian, Japanese, Mayan. They're all over the world, Coach. Interesting. These gigantic megalithic structures. Okay. Do we have any of those in the United States, possibly like Omaha? Yes, we do. We have one in Illinois. We do? Yes, and that's what's funny is nobody ever talks about it. It's Where? right on the Mississippi River. I'd like to I'd like to visit I will, it. Where? I, will, I will be more than happy to get all the information okay. and... Uh, and, and send a link out there for the people out there. Okay. So. I'll make a field trip with the kids. I'll make a note of it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. An odd offshoot to our program. All right. Now can we go to the NBA playoffs, Doug? Yes, Coach. Thank you very much. All right. Let's check the matchup. 16 teams. 16 teams are going to start. Let's go to the Eastern Conference first. Should be a very entertaining playoff run. And based on the way they've scheduled the games, Big Dog, it's going to take a long time. It should be over, hopefully, in time for the NFL strike to end in October. That would be good. You know, the sad thing is I think the lockout, the NBA lockout yeah. might happen. If there's all game sevens, they won't be able to play like game seven in the finals because of the lockout. Oh, man. Every year it extends longer and longer. I think this year it might go after July 4th. Who knows? But um, here we go. Boy, let's take our local Chicago Bulls first. They're taking on the Indiana Pacers, I would think. You try to find ways to look for an upset, but you can't find a whole lot for Indiana. No, no, I, I'm legitimately, I really do think the, the Bulls have a, a chance to sweep. Mm-hmm. But I, I am just, I'm going to say the Bulls in five because the Pacers are a little better than we're giving them credit for. They they play basketball the right way. Mm-hmm. They really do. So they'll be a they'll be a pain in the butt for the Bulls this series. It'll be, it'll be five tough games. All right, we started off, started you off with an easy one. Again, you want to talk some NBA basketball with us now? Dial it in, 888-463-6748. You want to predict against the big dog? You can do that too. We'll have a little challenge match, but NBA playoff matchup bulls you want to talk about? Give us a call. We'll get you right on the air. 888-463-6748. We started you off with an easy one, big dog. We went trainer, training wheels for you, but now, uh, we're going to throw you on the big bike real quick. Celtics take on the Knicks. Same. Bracket of the 16-team tournament. Interesting matchup here. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a long, drawn-out series. Maybe even a rivalry will start because everybody hates the Celtics. So, and the Celtics are just a pain in everybody's butt. Kevin Garnett, you know, is going to try to intimidate some people, uh, but he's going to want to play big in the guard. And I, I do see the Celtics winning this in six games, coach. Okay. I thought you might pick an upset there, huh? Uh-uh. Nope. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know Garnett. Pierce, Ray Allen, the superstar. I think the key is for Boston is Rajon Rondo. Versus Chauncey Billups. Yeah, but I think Rondo can be the energizer. And of late, I know he's a much younger kid, but he looks about as old as Kevin Garnett. He needs to find the fountain of youth again. He's their best player. Yes. That's not – everybody talks about the big three. Rajon Rondo is their best player. Yep. And when he's good – He's really, really good, but down the stretch, it was almost like the age of the Celtics afflicted him. But you think somehow, some way, Boston overcomes a red-hot Knicks team, Stoudemire, Carmelo Anthony. You sure you don't want to change your pick? Yeah, come on. The defense, Coach. Who is a better defense? Period. Enough said. Enough said. Okay. I, the fact that I even said the Knicks win some games in mm-hmm. that series is, is ridiculous. I mean, the Knicks are a freaking joke when it comes to the playoffs. They're going to... They, they they have not faced a defense like this until except when they played the Bulls the other night. Mm-hmm. So you have to play defense in the playoffs in order to win. Okay. Well, Mike D'Antonio is the coach, so the emphasis on defense, not quite there. Not All right. right. Moving along, we got the Miami Heat. Again, we're starting off in the Eastern Conference. We're going to take you down to the final two. Big Dog, 
taking you on a walk through the NBA park, so to speak, the Miami Heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Nice surprise story for the Sixers. I'm going to guess you say it comes to an end. Uh, yes, the Miami Heat will get it done, Coach. Now we're going to see, this is why they were brought together. You know, they uh, 58-game win uh, regular season, not bad for the Heat, but that's not why they were, uh, the big three brought their talents down to Miami. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll find out if, if uh, they, they might sweep them. Hopefully the, the Sixers give them a little bit of a, of a challenge, but we'll find out how everybody, if they're playing on a cohesive unit right now. Is one of the themes of this playoff, Big Dog, is to find out veteran teams, are they able to turn the faucet back on? at full speed when they've been coasting at like middle speed all year long, and I'm specifically talking about the Heat, Lakers, and Celtics, who all, let's not kid ourselves, they all came up with good records, but they didn't hit that next level. The question is, can you turn it on come playoff time? Is that one of the themes we're going to find out if you can? Yeah, I guess that, that is one of the themes. We've talked a lot about that. I, I know the Celtics have done that. We know the Bulls have done the exact opposite of that, but I, I don't. I think the Heat have been – Playing hard all year long, trying to figure out what type of team they are. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't think the the Heat have, all of a sudden are going to turn it on. So I, I think we've been seeing the best of what the Heat have have got, even though they've looked really bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. NBA playoff breakdown here on the two guys at a mic show. Let's move to the final Western Conference, uh, Eastern Conference matchup: Orlando Magic and Atlanta Hawks. Pretty good matchup here, Big Dog. Dwight Howard and the boys, the favorite. Any chance we pick an upset? You know, there's definitely a chance that uh, there's an upset. And to be honest with you, the Atlanta is the worst matchup for the Bulls. The Atlanta will give the Bulls a series if Atlanta wins. Honestly, that that would be a, a really tough matchup for them. So uh, I'm I'm pulling for the Magic just so the the Bulls can end up uh, blowing them out of the water. I, I, for some reason, I w- I see the Pacers giving the Bulls a tougher matchup than the, wow. the Magic do. Interesting, interesting. Not fearing what. Many say is one of the very few Bulls' weaknesses, and that is post defense against a great low post score. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. He he barely gets the ball. Okay, seriously, <laughs> yeah, he barely whatever. gets the ball. Talking about Dwight Howard, worried. really? I'm not worried about Dwight Howard's 20 and 15, which he'll get in every single game, mm-hmm. and that's all he'll ever do, and he'll never do anything special or spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying 20 and 15 is bad; that's phenomenal. But have you ever noticed him like raise his level of play? Coach, you know what I mean? Put yeah. a team on his back and it's just carry point. them to victories. It's a good point. Not, not knocking him, but like he, he's, mm-hmm. that's what he is. I would love to have him on the Bulls. I would love to have 20 and 15, but he can't be your leader. He's too goofy. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So we got our final four. Let's take it down from there. Now you got the Orlando Magic and the, and the goofy Dwight Howard taking on the Miami Heat and the Bulls taking on the Celtics who advances no, no, the here. Bulls, the, Bulls, the Bulls would take on. The I'm sorry, the Bulls and the Magic, yes, and the yeah, Celtics. The, and the, the, and the, the, the Bulls might lose a game that series, but it'll be like the Cleveland series used mm-hmm. to be. With, when Remember when the Bulls would have a, a series with Cleveland? They might lose a game, but the games that they win, they win by like 30. Yep. That's what it's going to be like in the Magic series. Okay. So you got the Bulls basically, not that it's going to be easy, they got to fight It's NBA playoff basketball, huh. but you got them uh, advancing somewhat. Effortlessly, the first two games, uh, two, first two without, rounds. Without question, the okay. Bulls will have a rough series against the Pacers, and then a five-win series against Orlando, and they will win okay. a couple games by thirty points. All right, very good. How about the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat? Much ballyhooed matchup if it comes to fruition. A lot of people will be watching. What's your pick here, Big Dog? Oh, uh, this will be one of the 
most watched uh, second round matchups in the history of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that don't have like a a true super. Well, I guess uh, LeBron James is a true superstar and like like mega star. But uh, coach, uh, I, I really truly believe that that the Bulls are the team that are going to knock off the Heat. So I, I say the Heat will beat the mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics mm-hmm. are going to wish they had home court advantage in that seventh game. And because they lay down at the end of the year, that will cost them. Mm-hmm. Okay, let that be a lesson, young man. Is Father Joel Radwanski uh, talking to the young kids out there, including the Boston Celtics? So you got the Bulls and the Miami Heat making the championship in the Eastern Conference. Let's leave it right there. Let's get to a Final Four. Let's go over to the Western Conference. Award-winning radio here as we break down the NBA playoffs. Again, you want to check in, 888 Big Dog Spurs against the Grizzlies. Break it down quickly. Uh, the Grizzlies give the Spurs a heck of a mm-hmm. battle and win a couple games, Spurs and six. Okay. Yeah, Memphis Grizzlies, very, very capable. i got to say, if I was picking an upset, I think this might be where I go. I think the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm going to agree with your pick of six, except I'm going to disagree with your team. I think the Grizzlies take it in six. They're going to be your VCU. They're going to be your Butler. Actually, the team that I would liken them to in the NCAA tournament, how about this comparison, the Michigan Wolverines, who did not win at all but shocked everybody by winning two big games to – Get to the final 16. I think that's what Memphis reminds me of. I predict them over the Spurs. Yeah, there have been three eights to beat one since the NBA went to 16 teams in the mm-hmm. playoffs. And uh, I would have to say this is a little bit more likely of an upset yeah. in the first round than typical. Okay. I will agree with you there. Okay. Let's go uh, Dallas Mavericks taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Portland. You know, basically what Brandon Roy, I don't know if he's playing or not, but he's certainly not the Brandon Wall of previous years. Their center, Greg Odom, is basically out for the entire season. They still put together a pretty good season. By the season. way, he will be back for the Nebraska game. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's thrilled to hear that. Yes, yes. Yeah, but they've overcome a lot of things, including a bust first-round pick, Big Dog. And uh, who's their coach there, Nate McMillan? Yes. He's done a heck of a job, but very quietly done a heck of a job with Portland this year. Yeah, and uh, I'm picking Portland. That's the only wow. one in the first round is Portland wow. over uh, over Dallas. Woo! I'm not a big believer in Dallas. Down goes the Dallas Mavericks. And I know Rick Carlisle right now is, he was, I mean, he's been sitting through this whole thing waiting to find out if he's yeah. going to advance into the second round. I'm sorry, Rick, you're not. We got a Mark Cuban on line three that wants to talk. Do you want to take the call? He's already started complaining about the officiating, <laughs> by the way. He's already sent a letter to the NBA. Uh, oh, I haven't heard much from him lately, but he, he still sits behind the bench and um, makes himself known, huh? Whining crybabies don't do well in my book. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to move along here. Lakers and Hornets. Pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, come on, Coach. The yeah. Lakers, by the way, the Lakers need to get their act together and their heads out of their butts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they have not played good basketball. I'm not talking about the whole despicable case of what Kobe Bryant did recently. That doesn't help them either. Uh, but, my goodness, they, they're not playing like an NBA champion. Any- I wish the Bulls could play them right now. Any so, chance the post-game body odor of Paul Gasol is finally taking its effect on the team? It could be divisive. Coach. That's what I'm thinking. You know, it lingers. It's not the kind of thing that gets you after game 20, game 30, but 82 games, that can take its toll. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the best matchup but to me of the first round. I think we agreed yesterday. And interestingly, we have a... Two teams we like a lot, Denver and Oklahoma City. Yeah. 
And we have a house guest staying with us this weekend, Big Dog, from Oklahoma City. And his con- and, I, and I, my first comment was, man, I love the matchup. And he goes, I don't. Because they're playing a Denver Nugget team that is very, very dangerous. How do you see this? This yeah. could be very entertaining. How do you see this one coming out? I, I see Oklahoma City winning just for the simple fact that they do have more talent. And like Denver, they have that, that, that college rah-rah Let's yep. give it all we have. Play as a team attitude, also. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's for me, it's too bad that they're playing in the first round against each other because mm-hmm. I, I really would love to have seen Denver and Oklahoma City advance. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's, the future of the NBA is Oklahoma City, and hopefully, the future of the NBA is people realizing that if you play like the Chicago Bulls, if you play like the Denver Nuggets, if you play like the Celtics, you know. The, team-oriented basketball that's much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Your team has a better chance to win it. Good point. Good point. All right, got to move along. Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the uh, San Antonio Spurs, the one versus the four seed. Big Doug, you made the call. Um, I, I really, I almost want to pull the trigger on Oklahoma City, Coach. I, I really do because I think they have uh, the best – Duo in the Western Conference in terms of Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I think the Spurs, their age is finally going to catch up to them. They're not playing that well lately, people. They're old, and one one turned ankle by Manu Ginobili, they're in a little bit of trouble. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma okay. City. Oklahoma City Thunder advance young team takes the next step, and then we got the Lakers going up against the Trailblazers. I'm assuming the Portland Trailblazer. I'm not going to call it a miracle season, but a very upbeat, surprising season comes to an end against the Lakers. Yeah, it, it, well, the Lakers are going to be playing Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals. All right, then you got a classic matchup. Let's take it right to the get-go, Western Conference. you got a classic matchup, the defending champs, the old guys, the guys that have ruled the schoolyard against the young up-and-comers, the sixth graders that have dominated the grade school playground, but you got a bunch of hot-shot fifth graders that said it's our time Sixth graders still rule, or do the Oklahoma City Thunder make their move? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I hate to tell you, Coach, but the, the Lakers are going to get back to the finals. Okay. And uh, I, I just figured this is the, the last time they're going to do it, but they will get back to the finals. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the young Chicago Bulls. Obviously, we're favorite uh, here in the city of Chicago, but Big Dog, I know, as a true professional, you remain as objective as you possibly can. That's why we pay you the big bucks. Bulls versus the Heat, two takes on the Lakers in the championship. Yeah, you, you know, I'll pick against, not that I would ever root against my teams, but I'll no. pick against my teams. I, get, I tell you honestly what I think. And uh, I think LeBron James gets the ball with chances to win or tie games late, and the name LeBrick gets emphasized. And Lou Bank <laughs> plays unbelievable defense on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, people realize that nobody on Miami can run with Derrick Rose. And the Miami Heat's two worst positions are center and point guard. And uh, the, the Bulls are kind of strong at center and point guard. Omar and they're, also, and they're also very deep all the way up and down their roster. And Lou Dang isn't afraid of LeBron James at all. And he, he can... Mm-hmm. LeBron James will be slowed down. Obviously, you're never going to stop him, but slowing down him enough and Derrick Rose running past everybody that they have out there, mm-hmm. Bulls beat the Heat. That's I am I am so confident Woo! when they play the Heat. It's I mean the matchup is so good for the Bulls. Yeah. Like they should be licking their lips, and everyone's going to be picking the Heat because they have LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. So they'll be the underdog, even though they shouldn't be, and they have the the perfect matchup. It's it's 
please, I'm letting the hope okay. that he get to the finals against the Bulls coach. I, I love the prediction. I'm right with you. Bulls over the Miami Heat. The only area where I would disagree with you a little bit is I do believe come late in the game for the Miami Heat, they do have a young man named Dwayne Wade who can clearly have the ball in his mind. I think it's going to be Dwayne Wade taking final shots and not LeBron James. Well, we'll see. They, okay. they have to change it up because they, that's not how it's been. Now the, now, the last time they actually were in a end-of-the-game uh, deciding possession, LeBron James drove and kicked it to Dwayne Wade for the first time, and they, he made the shot. So mm-hmm. the, basically what has to happen is if Luol Deng doesn't have – if everybody doesn't have to just bail out and help Luol Deng, then the Keith Bogans – because the Bulls will have their defensive squad out there, let's be honest, because there's going to be timeouts called and all that other stuff. So Keith Bogans is going to be on Dwayne Wade, and he's going to be on top of him like a – wearing him like a shirt, at least trying to. You know, Joe Kim Noah will be out there. And the last time the Bulls played LeBron James, they put Joe Kim Noah on LeBron James. You remember that, Coach? Yep. And then LeBron James ended up pulling up and knocking paint off the Remy. It was such a bad shot. <laughs> All right, big dog of a job. We put you under pressure today. Second half of the show, you took us with the brackets all the way down to the final two. Uh, give us a champion real quick, and then we got to sign off this show because we got to wrap it up for another Friday. But heck of a job by you dancing your way through the brackets. Nicely the, done. The Bulls will wreck Phil Jackson's beautiful Woo! 12 championships, and they'll be stuck at 11, wow. and the Bulls will be a perfect 7-0 and in the NBA Finals. Wow, so you're picking a miracle season to come to fruition for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. If I was next to you right now, Big Dog, I'd give you a kiss and not on the cheek. Wow. All right. Big Dog, have a great weekend. We'll talk about Monday, uh, how the Bulls did in Game 1 and a few other NBA matchups, okay? Later, Coach. All right, there it is. Dog and the Coach. Thank you for listening, everybody. David Olson, great job all week long. We'll be back at you Monday at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Two guys in a mic signing off.